Excellent. There we go. Here we are. We are here. <laughs> here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 So, <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lisa Colucci. Lisa, well, hi, and welcome Lisa. back. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> lost my voice there for a minute. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. Doing How well? are you doing? Yeah. You know me, I can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> Not even worth it. <laughs> I would listen. Okay. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I look a little shadowy today. Hey, Chris. All right, so we're talking about trauma bonding today and how it is like addiction. Now, I just realized that I failed to put the um, reminders in the chat. So, um, uh, Lise, maybe you can grab those and, and paste them into the, do, do you remember where I, I sent you those in Drive today? Because um, I don't think I sent them to the Mad Squad yet. Mm, Ooh, like, sorry. Let me see if I can yeah. find them while you're talking. You go. Right on, right on. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> Lisa's is going to paste, paste some quick reminders. Just do the before ones. Oh, you don't even know which ones those are. I know where they are. You know what? Okay, mm -hmm. good. All right. So we are going to jump right in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here today. So today we're going to talk about trauma bonding and how it is like addiction, whether we're talking about, you know, any type of addiction. <laughs> Basically, what happens is that, and we're going to kind of dig into this a little bit, but due to intermittent reinforcement of affection and then, you know, good, good good stuff from the narcissist, love, affection, et cetera, validation, being sprinkled in with abuse consistently, we find that the same part of our, we don't find, <laughs> doctors and researchers find that the same part of our brain is affected by trauma bonding that is affected by drug addiction or alcohol addiction or anything, mm -hmm. um, shopping, gambling, it's all the same spot. <laughs> and so, that's that's a very quick way to say that trauma bonding is is addiction in a way. It's being addicted to a human mm -hmm. or or a type of behavior, a type of it's because when you go through the day-to-day -day of trauma bonding and then suddenly it stops, what you find yourself feeling it's sad, yeah. tired, right? You don't yeah. produce dopamine anymore because of the abuse. But then when you kind of come down from an argument that's when it kind of kicks in. So you need those spikes to have the, the come down. At least talk about it. Yeah. And I think, I think what you're saying there also, it's an addiction to the process itself, to yes. the, to the roller coaster of the relationship or the way you're being treated. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was Absolutely. half listening. I only heard that last bit because I was putting it into chat. <laughs> it's all good. Thank okay. you so much for doing yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. And it's, right. it feels like you're in love still. That's the problem too. Yes. You feel like you need this person, you need this, you need this relationship more than the person. You need to yes. get back to the good times. Um, with that intermittent reinforcement also comes cognitive dissonance. There's mm -hmm. and I both have videos on why that happens and what happens, but basically the not knowing when, the intermittency of it, meaning randomness of the way they treat you kindly and then break you down discard you, hoover you back, all of that confuses yes. the brain. It makes your brain go into survival mode. In survival mm -hmm. mode, you go, it's not that bad, I can take it. And you shut off the connection between the good and the bad. So it is good or it is bad and you get totally conflicted. And you go, right, the cognitive dissonance. So you're, so you're not only addicted, yeah. but your brain's confused on why break this addiction. Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. So I always say your body and your brain betray you in these moments, right? Yes. Because yes. You can know logically this person's terrible. They're poison for me, right? 
but the other side of you is like exactly yep yep yeah. <laughs> and you can even be like like i have so many amazing brilliant people that i talk to on the every week who yeah. are intelligent people like they're really they're there's not they're not stupid even though they're calling themselves stupid in the moment right. <laughs> and mm -hmm. they they say i don't even like them i don't even want to be with this person and yet and yes. I can't stop ruminating. I can't stop thinking about them. It's like an addiction. Right. And I really think that it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I know it's really it an addiction. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and people, when you tell somebody that, they go, hmm. But then here's the thing. This always helps my clients a, a lot of times. When mm -hmm. you're in a situation where you are deeply trauma bonded and, and, and you're going, I don't even know how to stop feeling. How do you even stop, right? Although I, you know, the one thing that's really important is to recognize that number one, you cannot just talk to them on the phone or text them or oh, have interactions with them at yeah. all. If you're going to, I mean, as little as possible, if you're going to break that trauma bond, the reason I say as little as possible, because is because of the uh, children factor or things like right. that. Children, jobs, things you own together, whatever it is. Yeah. All that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so what happens, what I tell people is like, imagine, you know, you're an alcoholic, you cannot take one sip. Or you're in big trouble, right? You cannot. You're you're basically back at square one. So often, if you, you know, are an alcoholic and you do take a sip, or you're a drug addict and you take one tiny, tiny little hit of whatever it is that you're. You know, or you walk by a bar and smell it. You know what I mean? It's, Even that's yeah. dangerous. Yes, uh -huh. it yeah. is, and we and we recognize that when it's a, when it's a substance addiction, mm -hmm. we recognize that we respect it. We don't mm -hmm. put it in people's faces, so we don't have friends calling up showing you like clinking their drinks you know hopefully if they are then right. they're a special kind of friend but mm -hmm. um you know but when you have something like this people are always like how's it going how was it oh my gosh tell me more about what it oh you know who i saw so they're feeding you the stimuli in your brain of the thing that you're addicted to unknowingly yeah. so even then you have to be careful um, there's yes. a quick question that is related to this. Can I just jump to sure. that? Real yeah, quick? Go, go for it. Um, Erzabet said, do narcissists sometimes uh, be very nice and helpful and sometimes neglect us to keep this trauma bonding alive? I don't, I don't know that they necessarily are like, I'm going to trauma bond you, but they do know it works to mm -hmm. dangle carrots and then go, na, 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 you know, like they do know it works to, oh. um, they know that silent treatment gets people chasing them. They know that being nice gets you falling in love and giving puppy dog eyes. And then they know that they don't have to maintain that because you'll still be there. Right. Yeah, exactly. But you know what, if you get to that point where you start to enjoy silent treatment, <laughs> I still oh, throw yeah. that in there. Yeah. That Whoa, vacation. <laughs> right. Seriously, that's where I got it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, oh, you're not. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, I'm totally, you know, the thing about trauma bonding is I think if you have not personally gone through it, it feels like you don't get it. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people who just don't get it, but those are not people who have experienced what we have experienced. Right. So I would really quickly, I want to ask in the chat, if you guys can just tell me, um, you know, say yes, if you personally have experienced trauma bonding mm -hmm. in the chat. It's yeah. a, okay. it's a wild ride. You don't, it, okay. I'm just going to address Crystal here because she's disgusted with herself because she finds herself missing the narcissist, even yeah. though he abused in every way there is. Please do not make this about anything to do with you. This is a literal chemical brain reaction that happens. Mm -hmm. 
all of us, any person can become trauma bonded. It's not about your intelligence. It's not about your worth, how good you are, how bad you are, how anything. It's about how humans are just yes. by, by nature, right? So um, try, try to be easy and kind to yourself here and stop judging you and simply look at the actions of the other person and work toward getting free from it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think that is so important. Now I love this is terrible. I can't find my page. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I think it's so important to recognize that because when we are going through narcissistic abuse recovery, we are going through like literal, I like to say H-E double hockey stick still. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm laughing because I was talking with Lisa earlier and every other word was not. <laughs> I was in a mood. I'm like, what? Were you cussing? Because I don't know. Isn't that that's lunch talk? I don't know. <laughs> it was it was lunch talk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, I I think it's so important that we we are aware and that we don't beat ourselves up the way that we tend to do. Absolutely. As, as, yeah. We, right. We've had enough like over the years, right? Gosh, we've <laughs> enough on a daily basis without doing it to ourselves, right? It's not. Yeah, and there's another piece of it where like when you're trauma bonded, there's so many things going on. It's not just the one thing. There's also mm -hmm. the fact you were traumatized. Yes. And when you're traumatized, you potentially have CPTSD or PTSD, depending on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you do have emotional flashbacks. So yes. you will have a trigger. You'll have an emotional flashback. And it'll make you think about that person you don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Why you'll go yes. into reaction, your body's like, ah, my stomach hurts. Oh my gosh, my head. Oh, my shoulders. And then it feedback loop to your brain. Mm -hmm. And then you start ruminating and you, and you can't get, and you feel like you can't get out of it. Totally normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel stuck. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm having a little trouble finding the page where, where our show, <laughs> where we're a, actually on. Oh, <laughs> so bear with me. That's my, I'll um, okay. Yeah. You have another question. Lots of people me? saying, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to read it. Let's see. Okay. Um, uh, Zeta is saying it's so difficult to believe that we can be fine without that person. It is, it is. And you know what the thing is, you're going to put one foot in front of the other every single day and you're going to, every single day, you're going to find that it gets just a little bit better, but you right. must intentionally focus on getting better, right? You know, being better for yourself. And I don't mean that there's anything wrong with you right now. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that you probably forgot how amazing you are. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because that well, yeah, and this is really active healing. This isn't a kind of thing that time time heals all wounds. For some people, they get lucky and it does. For most yeah. of us, nope. This yeah. is yeah. Um Absolutely. you have to choose. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah. um did you find those reminders by the way? I size I posted them. Yeah. Okay. They're, thank you. They're up at the top of chat. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Um yeah. So yeah, let me say really quickly, hold on a minute. Uh, hello to to um, Colleen with a K. <laughs> she's mm -hmm. new here. She says uh, she's new to this group, but she's been learning a lot from the vlogs. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Deborah is saying I have trauma bonded with friends too, not just romantic relationships. And it's so toxic. And I mm -hmm. end up down and uh, end up down and exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is. It, is. Mm -hmm. and it takes over your whole head doesn't it? There's it's, something about the friendship ones that are almost harder. It's like this person in a different way, you know? Yes. 
Yes, yeah. I do know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Never know who, who's going to shock you. And, and yeah, or maybe you do know and you just try to lie to yourself. But anyway. No one anyway. Right. Not that I'm yeah. saying anything personal here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, no, but you're right, Lisa. It, it, when it's your friend, you don't expect it because why should you have to lose a friend anyway? Right. Like it doesn't. I think when we're adults and somebody just like wants to stop being our friend for whatever reason, I mean, it's, it's strange, especially when you've known someone for so long and maybe that person even helps support you through some of your abuse, right? Yes. And so then you're like, well, yeah. Oh, it's- often, often it's someone that like had your back. It's almost like they were getting supply watching you heal from something toxic. And as soon as you start doing better, they start uh-huh. keeping you just under, just under. Not yeah. all the way under, but just under under them, right? And they need you to be under them. They in need you. Yep. Yeah. They need to control because yeah. it's the same. It's the control and the, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very odd. Asking where they can read about the chemical and hormonal reactions that are going on in the brain when someone's trauma bonded. I know both of us have videos on it. So yes, and on queenbean.com. And so on queenbean.com. Yeah. Yeah. You can yep. start there and then um, mm-hmm. ask on one of the videos, and we can keep comment yes. on one of our videos and we can keep feeding you more info. <laughs> so. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you type in queenbean.com slash trauma bonding, I think the first thing that'll come up will have one of each of our videos in it. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, I did a whole big page on, okay. on that yeah. topic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you can get like both sides of everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the more voices you hear saying it, thing, mm-hmm. more things click. So it's right. Yeah. And different, like we focus on different areas as we do our videos. So you can yeah. get like a, a fully rounded picture, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the page that I'm talking about actually has been medically reviewed by our content partner, Dr. Robin Bryman. Mm-hmm. So you will know that it is accurate. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Uh, she, so we have, let's see. Let me go to the Where's bottom. Oh, go ahead. Did, what did you oh, say? No, I'll go to the bottom now. We're, we're like halfway. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just starting because you didn't have it up. So yeah. True enough. <laughs> did you do the one about um, how her mother throws the temper tantrum? No. No, okay. Um, okay, so Elizabeth says, I feel quite sick because my mother threw a temper tantrum like a two-year-old, three feet stomping and everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I didn't sign something to her right away. Uh, I, I asked, I think she wanted time to think. Uh, wow, and so, yeah, this is, this is typical. And then she adds, do narcissists sometimes act very nice and helpful. Did you already do that one? That's the one I did. And, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. We'll leave that then. All right. So that's probably what, <laughs> what, what brought that up is that she, I'm not sure what she wanted you to sign over, but they certainly don't like to be asked for thinking time. They no. don't want you to have time to think. Yeah. This no, they don't want you to have a boundary at all or no. space or your own thoughts. Yeah. 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 This is exactly what led up to my mother calling CPS on me back in the day, actually, because um, I asked her for time literally five minutes <laughs> to to go look at my calendar before I authorized something and for her to take my son on a certain date or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said she couldn't wait. And so I said, well, okay, I guess as long as it's outside whatever date I told you. And long story short, it wasn't. And she it went from there. <laughs> so um, now we're no contact since then. So that's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, but my point is, that is a very common tactic the hurry up and tell me or else kind of thing. Time to think means other people might have input or you might think your own independent thoughts and they don't like that. <laughs> okay, 
you got a question for us? Uh, let's see. Uh, H, H. Mohegan, I hope I got that right. Thanks to you both. What is the interaction between trauma, trauma bonding, depression, and chemical imbalance, please? Uh, okay. The, I'd, uh, let's talk about the chemical changes that happen with trauma bonding in the brain. Mm. Let's see if I can do this from the hip. <laughs> so basically your brain oh my gosh help me out here your brain yeah your brain is um releasing chemicals right and, and so i wouldn't say it's a neurotransmitter yeah, yeah the neurotransmitters i wouldn't say it becomes an imbalance because of the repeated trauma because mm -hmm. of so the intermittent reinforcement and or let's just say the love bombing and the devaluing Mm -hmm. creates this yo-yo of hormones in your brain it's like back yes. and back so you have all this endorphin from the good and all this cortisol and rising and lowering serotonin lowering dopamine from the negative but what also happens is your dopamine naturally starts to rise because mm -hmm. you're chasing the good so you've got the carrot they're dangling the good over here they they hide the carrot by devaluing mm -hmm. you you go looking for the carrot and you're chasing and chasing that that um hunter gatherer type of brain the, the mm -hmm. seeking the the type of the same chemicals that happen when you're gambling or mm -hmm. um, doing anything where you're wanting wanting shopping any kind of addiction like that that's what starts happening so your dopamine starts rising the only relief is them breaking the silent treatment them being nice to you again them whatever the good oh. again and but then they take it away so this cycle goes on and on when that's gone your brain is left on this constant seeking for the person Constant, just like drug addiction just like drug addiction like angie mentioned in the beginning there's also there's also a whole nother thing that goes on with um oh the opioid receptors in your brain mm. uh, so that might be something to look up like to read about more in depth because uh if those opioid receptors do not have the receiving chemical in the brain it feels like pain and it feels like yep. wanting and it feels like it's it's suffering and if they right. do, if they do get it, boosh, you get like this whoosh of hormonal, like happy feelings. Did you or, say boosh? Whoosh. <laughs> oh, whoosh. Okay. Whoosh. That's like, going. Yeah. Whoosh. Whoosh. Okay. And you know, then you're so then that's going on at the same time. And there's mm -hmm. a whole lot of other chemical things. And, and Angie, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I want to touch base on really quickly, and, and I, I'm not sure, but you might be referring to the recent study from. Uh, two thousand. Uh, no, last month, like July twentieth mm -hmm. or something. I'm, I'm came not, out. but but yes, go on. No, not you. I mean the the, the, oh, the person. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, sorry. Uh, so we've always believed as a, a society in general that that most depression comes from chemical imbalance, and so I'm wondering what's going to come from this because what I'm seeing is mm -hmm. they're saying that um, now they're saying that it might not have anything to do with that. We know that, and this is why the reason I bring this up, it just came out, like I said, like a little, little more than a month ago. And so I've been looking into it to see like, because depression is related to, according to most, most doctors, a lack of, or was, <laughs> so was supposedly related to um, a lack of serotonin um, in, in a person's body. And so serotonin and dopamine are two similar but different things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're both neurotransmitters and stuff. So um, let's see. And of course, some people are just believing this study. It's just a, a research study, you know, um, but basically I'm gonna read some of this to you. Um, the uni researchers from the University College 
London, they conducted an umbrella study of past meta study. Long story short, I'm gonna stop reading because that's too wordy. Uh, <laughs> what it comes down to is that there isn't any clear evidence that it is directly related to serotonin levels or the act, you know, how much serotonin you have um, for depression. But so it, serotonin specifically is what governs mood, sleep, digestion, and other body functions. Digestion. This is why they tell us to yeah, take care of our I, gut. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why the vagus nerve is, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank goodness that <laughs> we know about that. So, okay. Anyway, um, and anyway, they say um, the review calls into question the basis, what you, the use of antidepressants, which I would, because it says for years, a chemical imbalance of serotonin has been widely viewed as the culprit, blah, 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 resulting in the widespread use of antidepressants like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, which boosts serotonin. So basically they're saying, we don't think this works. This is why some people end up doing terrible things to themselves when they're on these things. Mm. You know what I mean? So anyway, I, I thought that was just an appropriate thing to bring up because I do believe that we will find um, as we go forward that that this is also, you know, maybe maybe there's more of more than we even realize going on. But I don't know if I 100% believe that, but I think maybe we can treat it through things like making sure that our bodies are functioning option, optimally, you know, I'm right. If your cortisol levels are high, you can have a high yeah. serotonin and you're still going to feel horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's very, I'm super, so I, I'm such a huge nerd. I love the research things <laughs> and I love to figure out like how they connect to what we're dealing with. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. So, yeah. No, it's, yeah. thank goodness you do. No, I like it. Too. <laughs> <I'm Yes>. <laughs> well, we're lucky because we have some really good content partners too. We have psychologists on our, our yes. team. So they mm -hmm. kind of can help us to figure all that stuff out. So I'm going to have to schedule a little something, something. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, I got a lot. That's okay. Oh, I've got barking here. I'm going to stop that. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. Um, well, there was one, wait, real quick. It was yeah, UNA, UNA had a good one real quick. It was, do you think trauma bonding can also be due to a narcissistic child who is enacting parental alienation? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You can be, you can be, uh, trauma bonded to your child if they're narcissistic you anyone i was certainly trauma yeah. bonded with my parents yeah you know yeah. yeah anyone who's who is uh creating this back and forth in your brain they don't have to even be narcissistic anyone who's treating you in a toxic way that yes. you know um that makes you feel like you're trapped in the relationship i mean it's related mm -hmm. to stockholm syndrome right so captor yes. prisoner and uh captive person yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, um, you, well, you said Stockholm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> okay. Too many things. I know it's hard to read and listen. It's totally hard to read and listen. <laughs> read yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I got lost, so I had to find myself here. Um, oh, by the way, everybody, um, welcome UNA as one of our new um, chat oh, moderators. Yes. Mm -hmm. Welcome. And I think, did we mention, I, she, I don't think she's here right now. Um, okay. I don't know if we mentioned our other LNC is another new one that we recently brought on board. Okay. Um, so, oh, right on. Blue Eyes says that we, we gave a good explanation. Okay, you already talked about the crystal, you already did the crystal one, right? Crystal mm -hmm. Roberts. Okay. Um, sorry, go ahead, because I got to look in a minute. <laughs> uh, Blue Eyes, another one from Blue Eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. He said what he loved the most was that I never said no. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. No. I felt that loudly uh, started, 
and started setting boundaries and he reacted bad. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm literally making a video about this right now. <laughs> boundaries and how they react to your yeah. setting them. So yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're ever in a situation where you're not sure if that person is a narcissist, finding out what they love about you is a really great way to know. Yeah. It's it's a, a tip anyway. I mean, not it's always. A piece. It's a piece of it. It's a big it's piece, piece of it. it. Yeah, yeah, because they'll when, usually, yeah, what do they say? They like, say something about what what you're doing for them instead of who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Basically. Uh -huh. And like, or or what you are to them, them, like what they yeah. like about your physique or your how you right benefit yeah. them or mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. They and and if they say that oh my gosh you're so smart it's usually because they're like I really like that you outsmarted this person or that person or you did this thing for me or that you know <laughs> like yeah yeah because if you go like what they'll go oh like the time when and it'll be something that's almost like like you're saying where you where you yeah. want up someone else right. not because you're trying to but just because you happen to right. have had the right, right answer yeah yeah mm -hmm. they might say I like the way you look on my arm or like I like you know whatever they'll mm -hmm. always say you know something yeah okay but they don't say things like um I, I don't know they don't say things like oh you're just you're so beautiful and you're so I mean they might but if they do then it's you know okay we're moving on yeah <laughs> okay um let's see I have let's see uh Colleen with the K says I'm here because my daughter is smack in the middle of this oh gosh she just has a baby with a covert narcissist in her life and I'm taking care of the baby I'm trying to learn how to help her this is a really tough thing. Um, does she know that he's a narcissist? Colleen, number one. And if she does, is she willing to acknowledge that and work to get away from him? Are you helping her just because she knows already and she needs support? Or are you helping her because you know and she won't admit? You see what I'm saying? Um, and if you're the one taking care of the baby, is that is she also with you taking care of the baby or has she moved on? Um, but welcome. At least do you have any tips or, or anything that you want to say the very first part of it? I'm sorry. I was reading. Ugh, no worries. She Every says time. her daughter's in the middle of this and she's here to learn how to help her. Um, she said she, her daughter has a baby, just recently has a baby with a covert narcissist in her life. And she's taking care of the baby. The grandma's taking care of the baby. Okay. So. Then I would, I would suggest getting your daughter information that she can look into herself because a lot of, of times when the mother, or it depends on your relationship with her, and I don't know you at all, so there's no way to know. Uh, sometimes when when a parent is like, I don't, I think your tech, your your partner's toxic. Right. They don't. They don't listen. Right. You know? And of course, and it depends on how old the daughter it is. It depends on the daughter. It depends yeah. on a lot of things. Or she's not ready to listen, especially from someone that she knows. So mm -hmm. getting her information where she can read over and over different different people experiencing the same thing that's how people find the validation they're like whoa that is toxic um i don't know how bad it is so i can't say a whole lot um right well i asked her a few questions so she okay. she might okay. pop them in the bottom yeah and that was uh this is calling km oh, i lost it but km yeah yeah uh okay. she's back at work baby's three months old oh okay well i think it's amazing that you're taking care of the baby because i know I hated the idea of leaving my baby with strangers at that age. Um, any of them? Huh? Oh, but, she knows, and she's trying to help her leave or get her to oh, leave. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's really lucky to have you. I'm so glad yeah. that you're there for her. Yeah, yeah, just get her. I would say just get her some outside sources, so it's not only coming from you. So it's not. It's not because right now she's probably in this torn allegiance part where she's like mm -hmm. 
dedicated to the person, but also to you. And so uh, that conflict can sometimes push people the wrong direction. I don't know you because know, I don't know you, right? So that's where I'd be careful to just be like, hey, I found this info, boom, if you want it, there it is. Yeah. Or having asking if she'd be willing to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. and, and the just, best thing you can, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, please. No, go ahead. And just like finding someone that knows this, knows this stuff inside and out to help her um, yes. talk it through. And I think, um, I don't know what your budget situation is, but I'm sure she could use one-on-one -on -one coaching, but she could also use Lisa's group coaching, which oh, is yeah. significantly less expensive. Yeah. Um, and if you go to queenbean.com slash plan, P-L-A-N, there are tons of resources for anyone looking to get away. Mm -hmm. um, again, I will say as a, as a mother who didn't have the blessing of a grandma to watch the baby, uh, good for you for being there for your daughter. And the best thing I would suggest is number one, just she knows you're there for her, but just say to her, look, I'm here for you, whatever you need. If you, if this is the case, obviously, <laughs> you know, let me know how I can help. Um, please give her queenbeing.com. Please give her queenbeing.com slash plan. Um, Lise, tell her a little bit about your group really quick. Um, we meet Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4.30 and Fridays at 11 Pacific. Um, and pretty much it's everything related to healing from narcissistic or toxic relationships. Um, so it could be, a, you know, someone with a narcissistic parent, someone in a situation like your daughter, someone that had left a long time ago and is still having trouble. It doesn't matter what stage you're in. The thing mm -hmm. is, in group, we have someone will start talking everyone relates it doesn't matter if you relate to the actual story mm -hmm. personally or if you just relate to pieces of it and then and then it helps everybody kind of uh work through their own stuff that relates to what that person's talking about so it, it works well and you have that ongoing group message right on, ongoing yes and there's an ongoing chat with it on uh well so, we're gonna have to figure it out but yeah right Right, yeah. but private messaging so that she's supported throughout the week. She get right. It, yes, it, yes. And especially if she's trying to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you tell them the pricing because I just can't bring myself. It's uh, it's sixty dollars for as many meetings as you want for four weeks. Four weeks, sixty dollars. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> like I spend more than that on coffee. I think. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I do. Oh, I definitely do. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, well, once you consider all the time, okay. Anyway, we hope that that helps a little bit and, and feel free to reach out. And mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, one more thing I wanna add for her, for Colleen. Um, I know that you're probably not a judgmental person because you're here, but do your very best to avoid um, seeming critical or mm -hmm. to like pick your way. I'm sure you know your own daughter. So first of all, I'll say that, but right. recognize that she may slip back in and out at, at, up yeah. to seven times statistically. Mm -hmm. um, but when she, you know, fails or when she slips, give her some grace and just say, you know, even if she goes full, full on and goes back, just say, you know, I'm here for you and I love you and I'll, whatever you need as always, you know, because if she feels judged by you, not that I'm saying you're judgy, right. I'm just saying in general, if she feels judged by her mom or anybody who's on her team, she's definitely not going to do okay. Right. She needs somewhere that she can feel safe emotionally. And that's another good way for the, the group and everything. Right. Want to say something to her about it? Just, just say, okay, I understand you're not ready yet, and I'm here when you are, or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm with you through this. Yeah, that kind of yes, thing. Yes. Because, yeah, because you may say something, and again, maybe not you personally, but a person might say something to someone that they don't, they totally don't mean, judgmentally or whatever, and 
when people are in um, these situations where they're not ready to leave yet, but they know they should, mm -hmm. they tend to be more sensitive to yeah. criticism, to set feeling like people are judging them because you know what, in their minds, they know. In their minds, they know that they need to get out and they're staying right. and they're like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I living? They have to wrap their head around it first. Yeah. Yeah. And if they feel like anyone judgments coming from the outside, then they, they feel like they lose support. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's more sensitive uh, than you'd realize. So it's a sort of like, and if you do, if you, if you do something and she feels that way, all you have to do is apologize usually like, oh my gosh, that, that did come out judgy. Or I could see how you'd feel that even if, you know, just yes. give it to them. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'll tell you something. It, I, I left my first husband 16 months after I had my first child. So if that gives you a little, little, I'm not saying it, I was, I just, I finally got fed up at that point and that was it. I was angry and I went, tell your daughter if she feels angry to kind of nurse that a little bit. Yeah. The anger helps. Yeah. Propels you forward. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Got another one for us? Oh, I have, no. It's, it's I have one. Okay. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is interesting. Virginia says, and this is kind of just more of a statement, but uh, I'd, I'd be interested in being told who these people are, but uh, she says, some people teach others how to do this to get someone's partner to chase them. Oh, I think when we were talking about um, um, how the silent treatment minute. makes you chase, you know, and yeah. dangling a carrot makes you chase kind of. Right, all right, right. And mm -hmm. they do that. And that's, I don't like it that it's someone else's partner. <laughs> oh, you People, mean someone's well, no, partner? There are general. like dating, you know, oh, no coaches out there that are like, oh, let me teach you how to get a guy to chase you. I don't let like me that. teach you how to make women want you. Yeah, I don't like that either. Just be honest. <laughs> just yeah. Be real. yeah, yeah. They're teaching. I actually just recently saw somebody on TikTok like doing this. And, and I was so um, disgusted. I had to scroll away because I had nothing nice to say. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Horrifying. Uh -huh. Let me teach you about toxic behavior and how to use it on people. Literally, that's what it's yeah. like. They're uh -huh. literally telling us, telling the people that they're that are watching them, act like a narcissist. They just don't yeah. know what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's gross. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. Okay. Teresa uh, says one. Go ahead and uh if you can email me. Sometimes there are she's saying that um not being able to afford because of financial abuse, uh, any coaching, sometimes there are scholarships in group. There, there are people who often will just be like, here, help someone. And I try to let multiple people in on one scholarship. <laughs> so um, that happens Wait. sometimes. Yeah. 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 And um, th there, there is uh, currently another possibility there too. So if you don't have one Please reach out to me and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And also um, check out our uh, Facebook group. If you don't like it, you don't want to be on Facebook, join with an account that isn't your real name, whatever you need to do. Let us know who we are. Yeah. And um, 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 one of our platforms is only like $3.99 a month. Yeah, for an office. Exactly. There's a $3.99 yeah. option. There's the Facebook option, which is free. And that can get you peer support, but we're in there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well as the other as well as the other yeah, admin. squad and admins yeah yeah okay good all right now this is interesting about what uh teresa says have compassion it's important for mental health you wouldn't make your friend feel bad about being in an abusive relationship absolutely that's exactly what we just kind of talked about have compassion for yourself too right mm -hmm. that's incredibly important okay um trying to find wait did you read the one from crystal about 
telling me that nobody can make you do anything. People only do to you what you allow them to do? No. No? Okay, good. Listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is something they do because, you know, they are actively manipulating you and you might point it out to them. And they might say to you, you know, you're responsible for your own emotions. So what if you cry? I'm not Oh my gosh. Narcissists love that when they know Ooh. psychology in any way, shape or form, when they have done like, I've gone to therapy, you know, when they've done the thing. They like the buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. They, like the, they learn the buzzwords and then they use them on you as weapons. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're strong enough, Crystal, when you go through that and when they tell you that crap, or if you're still dealing, I think you're not dealing anymore, but Oh, maybe you're a different person. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> if you're still dealing, uh, do the thing where you go, if you can stand to do it, don't do it forever. It's not good. But just kind of look right through them when they start acting like that. Like just kind of almost dead in your eyes. I know that sounds horrible, but just look at their forehead or look at their nose or their mouth and not their eyes. And just look at them with no expression on your face and go, that's interesting. And don't give them anything else. That is what they want. They want you to feel bad, to feel sad, to cry, to scream, to yell. Mm -hmm. Do the opposite. And if they want you to cry and you normally, you know, try to try to just do silent. Or my point is don't give them emotions like Bray Rock. Don't give them emotion. Don't give them energy of any sort other than hmm. yeah. don't engage in it. They hate it, but it also they'll try yeah. new things. So be aware. <laughs> and, and then yeah. if they say, what are you doing? You know, in your head, you're like, I'm not letting other people control what I'm feeling. <laughs> and don't say it to them, but really, you know, like you're, that's what you're. Depending on whether they'll hit you or not. If, if they won't hit I you. I wouldn't say um... it out loud to them. I meant in my own head. I just, yeah, like, it, just, it will uh, become. Yeah. yeah. It's too, it's, it's too hard to do this on a long-term. Yes. You go, you will dissociate yourself too much. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but if you can and you must do it during, it's a, it's a good short-term solution. Yes. Because first of all, if, if you suddenly become this, as opposed to crying or whatever, you, you suddenly just look them right in their eyes and you don't give them a reaction, they might even get scared. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. definitely going to know something's different. Something gonna wrong be, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they'll call you dumb and stupid and everything else too. be prepared mm -hmm. um, because what they do is like, here's how it goes. So they're up here, they're, they're causing all the drama and everything. And then you go, nope. <laughs> right. So they're going to try to go over the top. Oh that. yeah. They're going to, yeah. you know, get more and more and more upset. They're going to tell you you're terrible. You, <laughs> it's not funny, but it's a little funny. <laughs> they, they, once you're out of it, you know, but I had the first time I tried this with someone and it worked, I, which was the first time I tried it, by the way, um, <laughs> I was shocked at how well it worked. And I remember feeling a weird sense of power, right? And so if you can get a taste of that, then what happens is you realize you're, you have more control than you think. You're not just all by yourself in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm only telling you this because I want you to be empowered, not because I want you to manipulate anyone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're not manipulating people. You're taking back your own yes um, your own personal reactions in a situation we don't want to get all wild and reactive to them mm -mm. we want things this to be smooth it can't be smooth so yeah mm -hmm. so my point is if you stop reacting to their stuff which they get supply about they'll do one or two things they'll either oh and if you if you are saying and you're not leaving right away then be nice to them when 
they do things that you don't hate, right? Mm -hmm. But only when they start that, right? And so they'll learn one of two things. Either they will be nice to you to get supply or they will go on and bother somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Thank you. Thank you, Gigi. I appreciate you. She said, thank you for helping so many. Thank you. Um, Yeah. John Spitz is saying, this is the hardest part of the whole experience, knowing she's so wrong for me, but still wanting her back. It's so hard to get over. Say that again. I was reading somebody's. I'm sorry. This is the hardest part of the whole experience, knowing she's so wrong for me, but wanting, still wanting her back. So hard to get over. Oh yeah. It is. It's horrible. I know. That's trauma bonding. That's it. It Right there. Yes. So mm-hmm. knowing it has a name, hopefully, knowing that that's what's going on, mm-hmm. um, that there is something actually going on. You're not, you're not wanting her back. You're trauma bonded and addicted to needing to feel like you're wanting her back. If that makes sense, it. Right. it I take it a little like a little less personal, so that you, um, like people say, I can't, I can't leave, I can't leave, and. Instead, just say, I'm not leaving right now. Because you know I what? Know. You certainly can. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. And and it's the same with this. It, it's She's wrong for you. And you still want her back. It's so hard to get over. And the answer is yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And you can. And you will. Stay no contact. Don't let her in. Don't. If she comes near you, don't touch her. <laughs> don't hug her. Don't. No physical. Women especially. Mm-hmm. Yep, especially women use SEX, women use um, intimacy, in quotes, because they're narcissists, right, um, to manipulate you and to get what they yes. want from you, which is supply in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, they'll cry or scream or yell. But yep. intimacy, is, yeah, especially if that was one area that you really connected with that person on, even uh-huh. if that person didn't mean it. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yes. And work on, yeah, just work on your healing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have Lori Ray Morris here. Hey, Lori. She said trauma bonded for 20 years, then no contact 11 years, and mm-hmm. then a year to forgive him by chatting mm-hmm. online, online, had a year to forgive him by chatting online. We forgave each other. And then he passed 12 days ago. Glad I got help watching Angie beforehand. Lori, I'm really sorry to know that he passed away, but I'm happy to hear that you were able to forgive each other if nothing else. Um, Sometimes when people become, what is the word, terminally ill and they know it's it's coming, they, even narcissists will sometimes wake up. Uh, It takes something of that. Yeah. Sometimes. It takes something of that gravity to even begin to make a dent. So um, I'm glad that you were able to at least get your own, I hope your own peace from that. And I'm also glad that I was able to help in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Lise. That mm. one? Oh yeah, no. Um mm. let's see. Uh, does our does our lizard brain fear death from alienation? It's Barbara. Uh, oh can I talk about it? Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely it does. Because and this is a, this is more true in female codependent, you know, female and victims, I'm gonna say. Okay, um, but it is also true with male victims, but especially female victims, because when we were cave people, let's say, um, we needed the male people to help us both have babies and stay alive, right? Mm-hmm. Now, today, 
we don't need that, but we still have that stupid, I mean, <laughs> hold on, it's not stupid. No we judgment. still have that instinct, <laughs> right? We still have that instinct to, and I, I'm calling, I'm not, I was referring to my own stupidity, by the way, not everyone else's, because <laughs> I, I struggled with this. Um, but we have this natural instinct to, to fear abandonment because of that situation where we needed them to stay alive, but also because, you know, cavemen were just like every other man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gosh, I gotta stop saying things like that. Okay. No, what I'm saying is because other females would want our man. And so we also felt competitive with them, which explains why we are as females so competitive today. Although I don't find myself doing that at this point in time, I certainly did in the past. Not like I want to be better than her, but don't look at her. You know, right. and especially it's worse if you have a narcissistic man, which you don't right now. <laughs> so right. You know, when, because the narcissistic partner, male or female, will be trying to get the attention of others mm -hmm. and evoking those feelings in you that are instinctive, apparently. They are. And, yeah. and, it's, and you know, now, of course, on top of that, we have our own current attachment styles. We have yep. our own issues mm -hmm. like that. And so if you are one of us, you probably don't have a secure attachment style. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, that adds uh -huh. to it. And that's male or female. You know what I mean? How right. your mother treated you from the day you were born literally mm -hmm. affects it. Right. So, oh, it's all craziness. <laughs> right. And children are, um, they're not in their lizard brain, but they are, um, obviously in an immature, don't have a lot of worldly experience brain. And they also have enough experience to know they rely on their adults for their own safety and survival. It that's yeah. even little babies have an understanding of I scream louder when I know the know the milk is near, you know, like that's yes. survival. So and yeah, that's that's evoking that part of the brain, the survival yes. part of the brain. And it's so yes. abandonment, if you don't have the attachment early on, it it can it can set the attachment style later that yeah. we're talking about For, here yeah here's an example really quick from someone i know um so this person that i that i i'm not going to tell you who it is anyway someone i know <laughs> was the the child that that i know who's now an adult or almost an adult um he was the his mother who gave birth to him was a prostitute <laughs> and he was adopted by that prostitute's aunt. Okay. So that's how I know the kid, but the prostitute would literally leave him in the crib and all these other prostitutes would maybe drop him a bottle here and there, but he would be alone, alone in a house all day long, almost always, almost never got picked up. He developed reactive attachment disorder. Yeah. No kidding. Mm -hmm. It's ugly. And he was out of there by 18 months old or something. And raised by this oh, woman who yeah. just loved him. It happens loved in him. the first formative months. That's really. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and he's the sweetest person. Like I can tell he's a sweet person, but he also has this rad, such rad RID reactive attachment disorder. And it, certain things happen that you would never expect. And I know he's been in counseling since, since he could talk. So it's not like a, a lack of effort on his mother's right. part, his mother who raised him. Yeah. It so, takes a lot of effort to work through and work with uh, attachments, yes. attachment styles, yes. no matter what it is, especially when it's to the point of reactive attachment. It takes yeah. a lot. It's, mm -hmm. It does. And and to be to be fair, the kid is amazing today, but he has struggled 
horribly. He didn't even cry when she brought him home for any reason because he was he wasn't used to being served in any way. As mm-hmm. a child. And I just every time I talk about it, I gotta stop. It, it breaks my heart. Yeah. And I just I can't imagine having a baby and not just wanting to, you know, to Pick have the up. baby. Oh my gosh. Right. Or, or like, even like walking around there as one of the prostitutes and not wanting to hold the ba- like hold someone else. Like like it's I cute. Mean, or it's cute. I, it's I even yeah. yeah, I even still like to hold other people's babies, even though that's I don't what I mean. Them. Like other people, they're not. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. That's it's heavy. really upsetting. Yeah, it's very heavy. Well, I think there was a lot of drug abuse happening in that yeah, situation. Sure. Yeah, sure. We don't need to keep talking about it. It's but bad for all of them, really. But yeah, mm-hmm. truly, truly, yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, De- Deborah says Angie's been helping me so much since my divorce in 2017. I'm so happy to hear that ever. Thank you. Um, oh, and, and she said, I'm amazing. You're so sweet. You're amazing. Okay. Uh, Ashley says, I can't get over thinking they won't keep reaching out and no. will forever be in the background trying to reach out, making it hard to fully move on. Okay. Listen, Ashley, I have a client right now who is going through that. Yeah. She keeps healing yeah. and healing and healing. Do you really? Yeah. And this guy will not be her. He shows up at her house. If she refuses to respond in shows up at her house, Sometimes she'll find him in the house mm-hmm. and I'm just, you know, she can get a restraining order. She can do all this other stuff, but it, it's literally like you're on heroin and you're quitting. So you don't die. And then your heroin dealer comes to your house and keeps trying to give you free heroin. Sitting on your couch. Like with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You I also have people who are uh, healing, 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 but can't stop thinking about will mm-hmm. they reach out i want them to reach out i don't want so it's like this sliver of trauma bond is how it feels to me like a little piece of it that's still stuck mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we have to go through the grieving process when we, we are do. There's something that's you know, what i think is there's something there that wasn't grieved yet yeah, yeah. there's a little piece and, yeah and for a lot of us i mean i don't know about you Lise, but when i feel really upset it hits my stomach <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. and so then i'll feel sick physically sick about things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to someone that you took care of every day or you helped or whatever they called it, but you know, you sort of took care of their needs, at least their supply needs, right? Every day of your life for the last however many years, there's a part of you that's going to have a little tummy ache or wherever that manifests for you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something to just know. I always find that knowing the facts helps me to feel less of the pain. Right. And I don't mean that you shouldn't feel the pain. You should allow the pain because you need to work through it. Otherwise, you're going to be like I was <laughs> when as soon as I left my ex, I was like, I'm fine. OK, it's over. No, I wasn't. I cried my eyes out. But then my, someone in my life told me I needed to get over myself and not mourn this person because they weren't worth mourning. Well, that was true that they weren't worth mourning, but I wasn't mourning. that I didn't need to mourn them. I needed to mourn who I thought they were and what I thought my life was about to be. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the future you thought you were going to have. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, and again, because I had a baby with that person and I really, I had this whole idea in my head. I was never going to get divorced because I had watched certain other people in my life go through three, two divorces, three spouses. So, yeah. All right. Any thoughts? Um, no, yeah, no, you, yeah. I have had one, but it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And it left. And that's how you want to think about the toxic narcissist. It comes in, and you're like, what was I thinking about? See, mm-hmm. you can find indifference. You That's what I was going to There it is. That's what it was. Yeah. You can find indifference. If it is a situation, I don't, I didn't, I'm not sure I heard the question right, but if it's a situation where you can't stop thinking about them, even though you don't feel like you want them back, 
it's working toward finding indifference. Um, they are as significant as anyone else in this world. That's what I mean by indifference. I and that's, it's sort of like, I don't need to know what my neighbor three doors down is doing. I really don't. I actually don't care. Right. Unless I need something and they're knocking on the door, help me, then it's kind of not my business. And that's where we need to get with, with, uh, and then that those thoughts come in your head and you're like, why'd I think that? And you just, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you this too, Ashley, if you have, if you're struggling because you are forgetting who they were, like we all get a little bit of am, abuse amnesia. It's the whole concept of absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Yep. If that's the case, I want you to sit down as soon as the stream is over. And I want you to write down every single reason that you don't want to be with that person. And what I mean is he did this, he did that, she did this, she did, I don't know if it's a he or she. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a he or she, but it doesn't matter. Whatever this person did to you that made you not want to be with them, whether you decided to not be with them or they decided to not be with you is irrelevant. Write down all the painful points. Use mm -hmm. as, as um, descriptive language as you can. Be as descriptive as you can when you're writing it down and put it all on paper. And if ideally write it by hand, but if you, if you can't do it, that's okay, type it. Put it in your phone, <laughs> you know, have it with you in case you ever, or put it in a drawer around your house, whatever. Have it with you in case you need to though, look at it because what that is, <laughs> is what I like to call no contact insurance. Yes. <laughs> right. So it, it helps you remember. And if you still, you should do it as soon as you can when the relationship ends or even before it ends. But if you're in this situation right now, you must, you, you know, you must, I want you to sit down and, and remember and write it down all the reasons, every single thing he did that made, or she did that made you want to run. Okay. And, or that made you realize this is not okay. Try that. It really helps. It really mm -hmm. does. Okay. That one for us um i see me how do you know the difference between control and just being helpful my husband is telling me what clothes i should buy that hide my imperfections and enhance the positive it annoys me when someone is going when someone is continuing to either make you feel bad because of the words they choose or um like you should wear that because it hides your hips what how about it's lovely on you. I like that cut. It enhances your, your shape. Okay. So if someone's saying something in that way, they're being controlling, telling you what to wear. And, you know, I get what you're saying here because often with our partners or our friends, we ask, what do you think? Or it's just natural to say, Hey, I like that color on you. I mean, I've done that. I've been like, I don't like that color on you. Um, right. I do like these colors though. <laughs> you know, and that's, it doesn't work with your skin tone. Right. Buy it if you want, but see, here's the thing, get it if you want. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I think it's about like how you, what am I trying to say here? The, um, help me out, Angie. They're it's, like, it's about the intent behind the intent. what they're saying and there the words go. they're yeah. using. Uh -huh. And the fact that it annoys you, I would ask you number one, there you, have go. you sort of let them know this, right? Mm -hmm. And, and number two, what was their response? Because first of all, labels don't matter. We don't care if they're a narcissist or not. What we, we talk about narcissists, but we are only, when it comes down to it, we don't want you to be abused by anyone. No. If someone is making you feel bad about your body on a consistent basis. Yeah. They're abusing you, uh, emotionally abusing you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can see if it's controlling, if they're doing it in other areas of your life, yes. if that's the only thing that they do that, then maybe they just really are particular about clothes and they are- but 
you know, but still it's kind of bad. So you don't want the advice. You don't that want it. Offer. Exactly. Right. Especially right. someone in your life regularly. So you look for patterns. I mean, so, unless you're married but, to like Calvin Klein or something, you know what I'm saying? Well, even then, maybe I'd prefer a different brand. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I mean, I, if you're married to a fashion expert. That's, exactly. That's, that's what I meant. But, but yeah. if, so you look for the patterns, are they doing this regularly and repeatedly? If they're only doing it once in a while, perhaps it's not controlling. It's just an annoying mood they're in, but if they're doing it regularly and repeatedly, and then they bring it up when you wear the thing you bought anyway, I really like the other one better, you know, judging you when you feel judged and criticized mm -hmm. when you're not doing the thing that they tell you to do, or when yeah. you feel bad about yourself, like, oh, I did the wrong thing. Then you're probably um, being controlled, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, oh gosh, I wish I could have a conversation with this lady. I would want to know, <laughs> I would want to know what gave him, whatever made him think he could talk to you about fashion in the first place. Number yeah. two, I'm going to tell you what, this current version of myself if they said to me, I think that that makes you look like you have big hips, mm. I would probably buy three of them. And them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. go ahead. I like my <laughs> hips just like they are. So seriously, thin. like this is 2022. Right. We, we know about hips now. Okay? We don't care, <laughs> right? You know, come like on. our hips now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just uh -huh. Okay. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sonia is asking how how can anyone make another person? We talked about this a little bit earlier. Make another person feel any which way? Isn't that giving a, up personal power? Yes, and no, <laughs> because when you have repeated, uh, when you're trauma bonded, when you're a people pleaser, when you're trying to make sure everything um, stays smooth, when you don't like conflict, all of those things come into play. So you spend your life we are giving up personal power, but we're not doing it because we want to. We're doing we didn't it. Know we had it. We're doing it because of manipulation and repeated um, sort of attacks on our person and on our, the, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to mute for a sec because there's a truck coming up my driveway. Okay. I'll <laughs> say this. A lot of people, when you go through this, a lot of times we came out of childhood being traumatized. Yes. We came out of childhood with a bad, um, we were people pleasers because somebody taught us you must do these things and make me happy or you're not worth loving or you're not going to survive till the next minute yeah right, uh -huh. right. and yeah. so you grow up and you think well if i'm going to be loved i better serve and i better mm -hmm. do what they want right and, and that is why we are not we don't know we have the power until we know we have the power. exactly some of us turn the other way and go oh yeah <laughs> yeah and, and others of us are like oh my gosh what can i do to make it okay i was i was what yeah. oh my gosh what can i do until yeah. i learned i could decide exactly gosh, way too mm -hmm. damn old when i learned it well <laughs> whatever you learned it <laughs> i did and my and my kids are being taught that and it really makes certain narcissist types kind of not very happy but you learn that you have that power and then you go out into the world and you have that power well i i always joke with my kids and i say you know if I knew at your age what I'm telling you right now, I would probably be running the world by now. I'm just halfway joking, but I would certainly be more successful than I currently am. You know, in maybe yeah, I know, I totally know. <laughs> but, That's where we hold ourselves back in life because of all the programming that was put in our head when we were young. Yeah, yeah. So we're all, let's topic, all break this really good now. topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh -huh. right. Okay, are you good? I see you writing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. Oh, hey, Peggy says, I've also seen, I've also seen it in other people while 
even while I recognize that I've been trauma bonded with a friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and trauma bonding, again, it's, I don't want anyone to feel shame about this. I don't want anyone to feel they've done something wrong. I just want you all to take the information and the knowledge and run with it. Do you know what I mean? Now that you know, if you, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys already knew, right? But if you have just found out, or you, even if you, you know now, but you're, you're learning something new, or you're just getting a new connection to your own life, something like that, you really can take it, you're healing yourself, everything to the next level. But one thing I want you to remember is that until you distance yourself mm -hmm. from the person you're trauma bonded with, you're not going to heal very quickly. It's difficult. It's really difficult. Very yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Lisa, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you didn't interrupt. Okay. I, I think I interrupted you just there. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're good. I interjected. How's that? That's what we do. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We should go read one day and just actually talk the way we talk through each other. <laughs> yes. We'll be like, what's happening? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Why are they? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Zeta says, I, I'm learning that I have to love myself to step out of this situation. Oh yeah. Yes. At least be prepared because look, sometimes you don't have time for all that right away. But ultimately, if you're ever going to get out or stay out, you must. Mm -hmm. You must fall in love with your own self, <laughs> with your own, literally fall in love with yourself. I know that sounds weird, but it's going to start by just accepting yourself. It's not so easy to just fall in love with yourself, no. especially when everybody's been telling you what's wrong with you your whole damn life. But it's actually <laughs> incredibly simple. It's just not easy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is not easy because you have to convince yourself, which it, 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 it happens. You have to fake it till you make it in this area. Okay. For me, I was incredibly insecure and I mean, horribly, horribly, horribly. It was really bad. <laughs> and I had to step over my own head sort of to get past it. I had to go, okay, well, I love myself. Okay, I really do love myself. You know, I had to fake it first. But one day it clicked like out of the blue. I was in the middle of a certain thing and all of a sudden I realized and I got really indignant. And I was like, how dare they? do these things to me and make me think I'm not worthy when I'm totally worthy. <laughs> like I'm a normal person. I'm just as good as the next person. There's no reason I shouldn't love myself. Right. Mm -hmm. It literally hit me just like that, like a ton of bricks. Right. <laughs> but I feel, you know, I feel so much stronger now. Yeah. Thoughts? No, that's exactly. Yeah. We have to, we have to, it's, it's like step by step. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it hits you like that where you're like, oh my gosh, I am literally the same as everybody else. Why, why am I unworthy and they're worthy? That does not make sense. Right. And it's like, right. boom, whoosh of logic into your, you know, brain yes. and, and you get it. Um, other times it's, there are people who say, I try and try and try, and I just don't know how. And <laughs> one tip I have for that is if you have, pay attention to your capacity for love of other things. Mm. Oh, you just reminded me keep talking yeah pay attention me. so go out and find things you love in life if you are like super super down and you can't find it start teeny tiny with anything that you feel the feelings of love for it could be you know watch a sentimental movie and feel like loving thoughts about what's happening in the story whatever it is notice that you feel this feeling of love and just take a deep breath and let it be in you yes 
Yeah, just let yeah. it be there. That is loving yourself. You are feeling love within yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a thought process sometimes. It can be a feeling. You can feel your way there. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be directed at self like, oh, now I have to think of five things that are good about me. Yes, that'd be awesome if you could. Sometimes people can't yet. So think about like, wow, I have a huge capacity for love. I'm mm-hmm. able to, I'm able to have this amazing, like I'm able to give. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have two things to add to that. Number one, I always tell everybody, think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself. A lot of people get annoyed with me for that, but <laughs> you find things around you to be grateful for. That in itself is huge. And for survivors, I want you to think three things you love about yourself. Everybody do it right now in the chat. Please write in the chat three things you love about yourself. I don't care if you have to pretend. Three things right now. For me, I'm going to tell you what mine are right now. Today, I'm, I think I'm having a good makeup day. Today, I'm, <laughs> uh, I like that I have good, strong teeth. I sort of had a little trauma about the dentist, and I didn't go for like, you know, six, seven years, and then yeah, five years. Um, and I, I felt real bad about that, and I was really scared I was going to go have my teeth be really bad. But it turns out they're still really good. No cavities, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I like is that I'm easy to laugh and easy to forget. Um, how about you, Lise? Three things you love about yourself. Ooh, so, that I'm silly. Uh, that, <laughs> that I have an amazing resilience that I'm only just now realizing, yes. you know, I mean, I always thought of resilience as being a survivor, but it's actually useful in everyday life. Oh, it really is. Yes. What? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> awesome. Knew? <laughs> Who knew? Yes. And that, um, and I work hard. I also like, love that I about totally you. appreciate <laughs> that about myself. Cause I see people like I used to get judgmental be like oh they're slacking they're totally like they're not they're slackers or whatever and I'm like Mm -hmm. why am I judging them wait a minute (gasps) it's because I work so hard (laughs) like I'm always and it's good yeah yeah you made me think of another thing I like about me here it goes (laughs) 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 that I don't judge people you don't judge people yeah try not to yeah I'm living let live right yeah Yeah, me too and then it's and that people recognize that and that, like, I know that sounds like, oh, someone's recognizing me, but that when someone recognizes, I don't feel judged when I'm around you. Yes. That's awesome. Why do I, I feel do judged around me? <laughs> <laughs> because we're harder on ourselves. Because than we're harder on else. ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But hold on. I've got another thing I want to add to that because this is kind of similar, but it's something a lot of us struggle with. I always thought I was very ugly. Still not sure. But, but what I did to get over that, and maybe this will help and someone out there today, because it just clicked in my head that I should say this while we, anyway, so somebody must need it. (laughs) What I did to decide that I wasn't so ugly was I started to spend time, every time I met a new person or spent time with the same person I said, you know, that wasn't the narcissist, I would intentionally in my head, look at that person and try to find something beautiful about them. Yep. Every time. I still do it. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. To get over my own image, self-image stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the fact is that we might think we're horribly ugly or whatever, but most of us, I, I would venture to say all of us, for someone in the world, you're that person's ideal person. And mm-hmm. if that's one peop- one person or like 100,000 Brazilian people, doesn't matter. <laughs> you have to look at yourself and find beauty with yourself, whether you're male or female, whether you're, you know, right. or something else, you're, you're whatever, bi- non-binary, whatever you are, look at yourself and find something beautiful in yourself on yourself, <laughs> whatever, three things, <laughs> but mm-hmm. one thing a day at least, you know what I mean? And then do that when you meet new people, because that was the other thing I was trying to get over was my weird jealousy issues I had related to my 
X, right? Right, and that other people are better than or, or, or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. Right, so in addition to finding something, you know, because for my own <laughs> lack of, you know, so, to find more beautiful things in myself, as I'm saying, on the other side of that was to stop feeling jealous of beautiful people, right? Because I had such a, my ex was so like, his eyes were like little, <laughs> you know, he would, I would always catch him looking at <laughs> inappropriate things. <laughs> Uh huh. But that helped me to get over myself because I had to realize it wasn't about me. Not, and if you're, your person is doing that to you, it's not about you. Not about it's not you. That, that person's any better than you in any way. They're just different from you, right? And they, they are easily bored. These narcissists. <laughs> and well, they, and they want it all. I mean, I, I I talked to a narcissist once in person, and I knew they were narcissistic. I sat and talked to them because I had a question. Why, why, why do you cheat? Like, why are you even sitting here with me? I'm not on a date with you, but I'm sitting right. here talking to you. Does your wife know that kind of thing? And they right. said, I want, I want my cake and I want his cake and I want his cake and I want his, I want all the cake. And mm -hmm. that's all you ladies are to me. Yeah. Cake. I'm like, oh, cake, thank you for yeah. that honest answer. And mm -hmm. you can pay my tab and I'm out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It is gross. Yeah. But that's that. And and it's like, you're not even, yeah, it's not about you. It's about right. their need to fill their life with supply. That's it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you deserve better. All of, everybody here deserves better than that. So I want to read some of these before we end. I know, all... go ahead. What you got? Well, let's see. Oh, I got one too. Go ahead. Myself, myself, and myself. Thank you, Tanya. <laughs> that's yes. her three things <laughs> we love it <laughs> uh, -huh. uh, uh blue blue eyes i love my kindness that's four. Oh, oh i missed the other two my zest for life self-sufficiency and my sense of humor love it uh, empathic loving sincere i'm just gonna read without names because there's a lot of them keep so. going <laughs> yeah um here's my snap cup when i need it <laughs> i know okay, right uh, <laughs> my light my shadow Yes, I love her too, and my strength. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, goodness. Laughing is healing, says Tanya. Uh, yeah. um, oh, sense of humor. Sometimes my ama I'm amazingly sturdy. I like that. Ah. Cool. Uh, I like my truth. Many people don't. Aha. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, my smile, my sensitivity, my body. Awesome. Perfect. Um, Let's see. I've been told that I look 30 when I'm 40. Heck yeah. Woo! I get that one too. So I get that. Like, I love that I look younger than 52. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, you I'm do, okay. by the way. I'm okay. Yeah. Not that you need to be, but it's no. kind of, I think it's kind of fun. That's yeah, what it is. Tell me yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I like it when they pretend, anyway. <laughs> and I don't. And, and it's not that if I didn't, I would be upset. It's just that. Of it's, course. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm a very strong person, and I have been through so much in my life. I'm a kind person. Ooh. Huh. Love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Find beauty outside yourself. Yeah, this is good. Yes. Okay, so I have a, while you're looking, I have a comment from Teresa that I wanted to read. Yes. She says, somewhere along the way, we stopped loving ourselves. There was a time I didn't understand how to love myself, but thank God for age and wisdom. Oh, girl. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's legit. Oh, one more. Louis says, I feel like a magnet to narcissists. Let's talk about it really, really fast. Yeah. You probably are. <laughs> We're all magnets for narcissists. Any human, 
can be a magnet. However, I think two things. Number one, they look for people who are very attractive, people who kind of have it together in some way or another, people who will look good on their arm or who have tons of money. Uh, they also look, the difference is, the difference between us and somebody who sees them quickly and says, uh, no, right? Is that we, we let them stay longer. They still want the other people too, of course. They, they don't care. But, but what they find is that we are, those of us who happen to be their targets, their magnets, whatever, we are the ones who will let them stay. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who will bend over backward and try to change ourselves for them. And we are the ones who they will, they will run little tests on us to see how we be, react. And, and then they'll want to keep us when we pass the tests or mm -hmm. fail them, however you want to look at it. For example, they might um, tell you, I, I probably use this example a thousand times, but they might tell you, my ex was so mean and horrible to me, but you know, the, one of the things that really bothered me is they would never do the dishes. I mean, they would promise to do the dishes and they would up and down swear they were going to do, but they never, it was so traumatizing. I can't even look at a dirty dish now. Okay. Uh -huh. So then if you immediately get up and start doing the damn dishes <laughs> or you, something like that, then, okay, test. Or let's say they, they throw a big drama fit and your first response as an empath, maybe, or just a person who doesn't like to see people feeling sad is to run over and try to fix them, help them somehow, hug them, whatever. You are moved to action by their extreme emotions. Yep. Damn. You know, yep. things like that. Right. You, you right. have a couple of things. Okay, yeah. So an image to go with what Angie's talking about. If, if you are a magnet, a magnet has two sides. One side attracts, the other pushes away. Turn your oh, magnet yeah. around. That's it. Turn the magnet around. And the way we do that is by not engaging as quickly yes. as easily, not enmeshing when you feel yourself doing exactly what she just described, which is, oh my gosh, you're having a reaction. Let me rush in and make sure that reaction doesn't keep going. Let me fix everything mm -hmm. around you. Let me, yeah. You've just, just give you a compliment. I love that. Keep right. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So turn right. it around. Yeah. You just turn it around. And the way you, when we look at each situation, basically do the opposite of what you do. Yes. Yeah. And that feels weird, but it does work. It does. And, it and does. until you know someone is toxic or not, you shouldn't be that, that entangled in their life anyway. Right. That's, but you, know, you don't know that usually until you know it and you already right, know it. Right, right, right. Went yeah. through it. Right. <laughs> but the, if you're just getting to know someone and you're feeling like a magnet yeah. because you keep attracting, there might be things that you're doing that you can change, such as don't give all your information so soon to someone. Don't, um, don't try and make your lives make sense together when you don't yes. know them. you don't know them yet let it let it form slower mm -hmm. and more naturally instead of this immediate rush of we're best friends or they're my soulmate or whatever mm -hmm. so slow it down things like that is a way of turning the magnet around yes and on that same token if you were able to i had trouble with that myself and so what i did instead of just telling myself i'm take it slow I gave myself rules <laughs> and they were timeline rules because I had no concept of any of it. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know what narcissism was. I just knew that I had, when I left my ex-husband, I just knew that I was not doing the right thing in relationships because I kept any of the assholes, pardon me <laughs> for saying that. But what it comes down to is I, I told myself, okay, I cannot, you know, even consider living with anyone or getting a, a ring from them until I've been with them. Monogamously agreed, agreed. Like we both said, yes, we're monogamous from that day to a year, a year, had, mm -hmm. had a year. I told myself I would not have sex for the first six dates, which for me back then was six weeks because I could only get a babysitter once a week. Um, I told myself, you know, I gave myself 
timeline, yep. you know, rules. And if I set a rule for myself, most of the time I'll follow it. And I did. So these are, this is a way to kind of break past your own codependency exactly, and, and stop yourself from emotionally jumping in. Sorry. Yeah. Like ahead. I had, no, no, that's perfect. That's, I had a, a therapist I was talking to about this topic. Mm -hmm. We were chatting about yeah. this topic and she said, um, for herself and what she suggests to others is exactly what you just said. And things like, she said, you know, I like to cook for people. And so mm -hmm. I had a, I have a rule that I have to be dating someone, however many months she chose before I'll cook a meal. Right. Right. If they want to cook me a meal, that's fine. But you know, I'll help mm -hmm. with dishes if we're doing it together, but I'm right. not going to, I'm not going to also then go do their dishes. Like, I love that. Not, you know, she's like, I, and mm -hmm. I didn't, didn't run errands for them. Didn't, um, um, asking about the day is fine, but didn't make an excessive effort to like check in all the time to know how their day is. Right. And, you know, right. it was it's all these rules that she set for herself is exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying to sort of where, in what ways am I codependent and in what ways can I step out from that? Right. Right. Yep. I see the chat is going, going. Okay. Um, okay. so much good stuff in the chat, but I just realized I think we've been on here a little bit long. I can't actually yeah, tell you. We because, need to go. Well, <laughs> yeah, we really do. I think you have to pick someone up, don't you? I do. Okay. Uh, I thought so. Okay. Um, okay. So we are going to wrap up everybody. Um, I think that our mod squatters will take care of any reminders we might have missed, but otherwise scroll to the top of the chat. You'll see it from Lise. Um, and I, when this video publishes later, I will have links to Lise's channel here. Um, she's Lise Kaluji, Narcissistic Peace Recovery. Lise, put a, a hello in the chat if you would, if you haven't already. Um, so they go over and subscribe to her channel. Make sure you text Lise Live, all one word, L-I-S-E-L-I-V-E -E, to 33222. And Angie Live, A-N-G-I-E, Live, all one word, to the same number, 33222. And, and you'll be notified for both of our streams. We won't send you two notifications when we're together. We'll just send one and then we will send you um, yeah. independent ones as well. So if she goes live, she'll send them to you. If I go live, I'll send them to you. And you'll be told whether it's one or both of us when we text you back. All right. Um, any other wrap things you want to? No, that's add? it. I think, yeah. Oh, one thing. Um, I do have a, we have a new app. It's, um, you're going to have to screenshot that. You're going to have to screenshot the faces oh. people just made. Anyway, yes, we have a new oh. app. We have a new yes. app. Yes. Yes. Uh, Queenbeing.com slash app or narcissistic obese recovery dot app. Go check it out. All right. And it's, only, it's, it's a lot cheaper than the last one. And I think a lot better. A lot. Better. Hey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Join us over there. Yeah. Yes, please do. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Um, and Lisa, when's your next stream over on your channel? I uh, don't know about a stream. I'm going to try and get a video up later, but um, okay. it just keep schools, your eyes out. Pulls back in, so I'm, I've got to adjust. I've got to work on it. <laughs> I've got to adjust right. my schedule this week. Okay, it'll yes. be good. Thank you, Lise. and thank you, Christine, uh, and and Peggy, and I try to think of her screen name. UNA, UNA, and LNC are our new mod squatters we are appreciative Yay. that you are with us thank you so much we are very grateful all right see you next week bye <laughs> all right bye bye Lise. now i have to figure out how to close this off <laughs> i'm going mm -hmm. there i go i'm trying i can't even get the thing done. you can do it i got it i can do it ah! okay, I'm getting there. <laughs> it won't even open okay we're just gonna do it here we go here we go bye